I noticed that honestly and truthfully towards the end of like undergrad, mm -hmm. all my friends were queer or lesbian. <laughs> Yeah, kind of it was like naturally bit. I just started to progress up out of <laughs> heteronormativity and it was hilarious because all my friends was just like so you gonna come out what's up everybody and welcome to the queerly black show I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. We are here with a very special guest. Rayla, tell the people a little bit about yourself. My name is Rayla Michon. I am an early childhood educator based in Philadelphia. I'm a painter. I'm a movement coach and a tarot reader. Oh, you're you doing it all. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Nice. You, from, you live in Philly. Are you from Philly? Nah, I'm actually from Rochester, New York. Okay. Trust yeah, I've been out in Philly for about three years. I feel very rooted here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Jersey, actually. I'm from Trenton. Where? So right up the right up the street, you know. Not that far. No, not at all. Not from Philly. Yeah. My grandmother actually used to live in Philly uh, before she passed. So yeah, no, I'm very familiar with Philly. Um, well, good. So we're here to talk about you, uh, talk about your journey, uh, with the hope of helping some folks find themselves. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. And talk about what was your first interaction with your sexuality? When did you first know, I might like girls? <laughs> oh, what a question. Um, I think that it started for me very young um, when you play. And I noticed that sometimes when people wanted to play house, I didn't really mind who was my partner. <laughs> and it was very early on. And I felt like that kind of like was a nugget, but through growing up, like I would start to get some sprinkles here and there about like, that's not okay. You shouldn't do that. Or, you know, just hearing certain microaggressions here and there that kind of like made me feel a little bit more inhibited over time about it. Cause like naturally kids are like open, right? Yeah. Expansive and just like, Hey, how are you? You know, what do you do? Let's let, let's talk, let's touch. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like growing up, getting older, just starting to like hear very subtle things. Everybody think they're open-minded, right? Until they have a queer relative I feel like everybody's mm -hmm. real open-minded until somebody in the family you know might be very true um so young growing up playing house and you're just like oh, I don't know so how would you define yourself because I, I noticed you said you wouldn't um mind who the partner was so how, how do you define your sexuality I say fluid fluid so is that um anybody Fluid, expansive, yeah. polysexual, queer, um, just kind of under the umbrella of that. Like, I feel like I love Black people, honestly, <laughs> and I find so much beauty in everybody. So if anything, I find myself very much intrigued by uh, cis men that express a lot of femininity, as well as, you know, women that express their masculinity freely. I think that's like... I don't know. I feel like it's godly. It's, it's special. It like defines all, you know? Yeah. No, that's dope. That's dope. Oh, uh, so as you're going, as you're growing up, you dated, like, we're talking about like elementary, middle school, high school, 
college, if you dated in those, those arenas, did you date everybody? Was it, did you, have you had experiences with dating girls, dating guys? Um, how's that, how, what was that journey to fluidity and being able to express it that way? So what was just so beautiful this past week is that, um, I found this picture of like the first girl I really, really liked in high school and she was on the basketball team. She was just like, I don't know. I just really love the way in which she expressed herself through time and space. But that relationship actually was never able to develop because of her Christianity. Like if anything, she would kind of condemn herself. So I kind of felt like I had for a long time, a lot of performative heteronormativity child stuck in comp head for a long time. And um, it wasn't until the end of college, you know, I just met this wonderful woman mm-hmm. and um, I just was like, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. And I've never had the experience prior to that. Like I had my people there, like I had crushes, like I said, but that person was a game changer for me in which I really just understood that like the heart just don't lie. Mm-hmm. So after college, that was my first queer relationship. Nice. So up until that point, you was it a matter of figuring it out? Like, were you processing it and trying to understand, am I queer? Am I straight? Like, what's happening? Were you just like st- a process of studying yourself and trying to figure out? Yeah. <laughs> All of that. Uh, All of that. What um, was that? Well, prior to that time, I came out to like certain folks as bisexual right but I felt like that wasn't really quite it you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um but I do feel like I don't know it's that just it felt like I kind of naturally gravitated if anything, I noticed that honestly and truthfully towards the end of like undergrad, Mm -hmm. all my friends were queer or lesbian. It kind of it was like naturally I just started to progress up out of (laughs) heteronormativity and it was hilarious because all my friends was just like so um, you gonna come out and I'm like well you know I told you I feel like I'm bi but when I that I I met that person right it was just like I really care about this person and it was hard too right because up to that time I had no I had no experience, right? But I felt so strongly about this individual. And it wasn't until she got another girlfriend that I was just like, fuck, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. I missed it. This is the person that I want. Yeah. And literally we were together for about three years on and off. And throughout that time, I feel like not only was it necessarily sexuality, I just feel like repression and also my journey to self-love like Mm -hmm. it wasn't even so much about just like okay she's a woman because she's just like everything that person's energy is everything I don't care right Mm -hmm. but I just realized it was like man it's not so much about that it's like I have blockages around love in general right so my journey into my queerness has been more so about like how do I love myself and Mm -hmm. how do I actually like take off all these extra layers of like I said repression uh certain things around microaggression things that were like kind of culturally put in there right but also feeling like I'm worthy of this person's heart yo 
Yeah. Yeah. That's super dope. Did you grow up in church? Nah, I did not grow up in church at all, but I think that my life had always been so queer adjacent because like both of my parents are artists. So mm-hmm. come on now, the, yeah. colors, the colors, right? Yeah. In the community. But I do feel like possibly because both my parents are boomers, baby boomers, they kind of already have like your life figured out for you. Yeah. <laughs> like who mm-hmm. I want you to be. You're going to be a mathematician one day. You're going to do this one day, right? And so if anything, wanting to be obedient in some way was the repression, right? It was like who I was taught to be, how I was supposed to perform in the world. And also the truth is just, again, like experiences of my own that made me feel like I wasn't supposed to be loved entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That, that definitely makes sense. What, did you come out to your parents? Who was that? Did you come out to your parents? Oh, yes, honey. You know, hilarious? <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. When I was 13, my dad asked me, he was like, you gay? I was like, no. You know what I'm saying? Because it was the tone. Mm-hmm. It was the tone of the it was a com- He was confronting you, not Come asking you out of curiosity. Yeah. It was, it was not like that, right? But this is how I feel like I kind of came out with my mom because that's the person I'm closer with. I just started doing really gay shit all the time and having like really gay people around me all the time. And if anything was like, all right, girl, I'll put this all on you. And what's beautiful now is that like, I think she was like watching Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil the other day. She was like, they were talking about pronouns and how people express themselves and how should I actually introduce myself? And I'm like, okay, girl, all right. I see you now opening up. But with my mom, I just kind of felt like I just got to put this all on you and I'm going to put you in the mix too, boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how do you define yourself? Do you, what, what are your pronouns? They, them. Okay. She, her, but mostly they, them. And I feel that way just because I do feel like I'm divinely androgynous, mm-hmm. but also I just feel like just in the same way that I feel fluid sexually, I feel fluid like in terms of my gender expression too yeah so for for because everybody has their own like little i say twist or reason for that right um for for the non-binary terminology um what are some of the ways that for you made you say i might be because of your um gender expression what were some of the things that or some of the things now that make you feel like it's uh not one or the other oh that started hecka early like listen you could not call me Rayla growing up like when I was like 10 it was like call me Ray Mm. like I was very strong in that masculinity for a very long time Mm -hmm. and just even being a child of the 90s right so we got like TLC Aaliyah and stuff like that that made it so easy for me bruh like my mom used to give me like whole like nike uh sweatsuits track suits i was fresh mm-hmm. you know i had like my hair done like a little girl but she always kind of had me dressing like a tomboy right mm-hmm. so for a very long time i felt very strong and presenting that way and later on i felt like i kind of found my way towards my femininity whether it was dressing more feminine heels but then also like really embracing my femininity through spirituality. So with just 
finding myself in my friendships and the women in my communities, I think it kind of was backwards for me, where it was just like, I was very masculine growing up. And then now I'm like finding this nice in between with like, you know, my yeah. gender expression. So it's always kind of been there. Nice. And then um, on the sexuality side, mm -hmm. um, you describe yourself as fluid, right? And so because bisexual means, you know, you date men and you date women, right? So what's the, um, what is the thing that makes you say that's too closed off? Like that box is not big enough to include everything that's important to me. What are those, what are those drivers for you? Cause I think, um, like, I think pansexual is probably closer to being fluid in terms of dating everyone. And then what, what, what was the process of going from bisexual to fluid or pansexual, I guess is the, the word. I call, I say poly, right? Poly. Okay. Poly. I mean, cause that's many. Yeah. Pan is all. Um, but for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. That makes sense. Polly. Right. Ah, that makes sense. I like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anything for me, it was just like having friends, right. That were along the spectrum of gender expression that just flat out. If I am to love these people, I am to honor them, how they see themselves in whatever stage of their transition. Right. So just having certain friends that are just starting to like shift more towards transitioning, even if it's pre-op, you know, just understanding that people are just people. Yeah. I think that was like the turning point for me because yes, right? Like growing up, it was like incredibly binary for me, right? Just guy, girl, that's whatever. But then just even being placed in community the way that I have been, I just started to be able to respect people in all forms that they come in. Doesn't mean that I am willing or wanting to date everybody, uh -huh. but I find a lot of beauty in all of it, you know, cause that's your truth. That's what it is. Right. And bisexuality doesn't include uh, transgender people. No, it doesn't. non-binary like people. That, that. And mm -hmm. what about, what about the spectrum? What about the spectrum? Yeah, that's, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so dating now, uh, present day, are you in a relationship? No, I'm not. Okay. So dating, what is that? How, how do you have those conversations um, about gender fluidity and for, for, you know, people who may or may not understand it, but you, you find interest in them and they find interest in you. How do you, how do you express that? Um, I feel like these days I'm definitely shifting right mm -hmm. to the spectrum of either, you know, uh, feminine presenting people or people that were at birth, right? Women and are transitioning into, you know, their masculinity, um, finding myself less attracted to cishet men at this time. Um, just because I find just politically, sometimes it's hard to explain some stuff to them. And I've always found myself kind of bumping up against their form of masculinity sometimes because I'm like, oh, wow, you see me as such, 
that's not necessarily how I express myself in space. And I do feel like sometimes, you know, um, the way that society teaches men about like what a woman should be. And sometimes it feels like men are like the enforcers of what femininity is. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of feels a little yucky to me. (laughs) Um, So oftentimes, you know, I'm already probably, you know, pursuing someone that already has that vocabulary, has that language for themselves. Um, So I don't think that's too much of a problem. Yeah. And it it makes sense because a lot of times uh, the, the, one of the biggest things is you have the sexuality of the person, right? But then you have all of the stuff underneath. You have the spiritual connection. You have the emotional connection. You have um, damn, really their mental health. You have where they are in terms of development, um, their energy, how they present themselves and, and uh, express themselves. So I think it's interesting you bring up uh, the the understanding the energy of a cishead man and your energy not necessarily being compatible because it's really not about whether you're attracted to this man or not, or you like each other. It's just really the energies and the way that you show up doesn't work together. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you describe yourself as a rainbow fish. <laughs> what is that? Um, well, I've always loved that book. Um, well, just when I think about just that book, A Rainbow Fish, um, there's certain people that think various things about it, but in essence, this is this fish that has all these colors, right? And at first, they're kind of stingy with that, not really understanding the significance of sharing those colors, right? But through sharing, I feel like Rainbow Fish is actually able to illuminate not only himself, but the beauty in other people as well. So I kind of like to think of myself as like a luminary kind of energy, where it's just like, I kind of like float on in, right? And just to kind of just remind people of the inherent good of just themselves or the situation or whatever. Nice. Okay. So let's talk about your business. You have a company. I tell the people all about it. Yeah. So I have a small business called Pink Mercury. It's a healing arts business um, focusing on using sensuality and movement healing to help people ground into themselves and explore their bodies in a safe space. Mostly I do workshops um, virtually as well as just locally in Philadelphia. And I do center my, my work on femme people, whether it's just like, you know, you are in a spectrum of femininity or you are looking to express your femininity. So I, if anything, I like to feel like it is gender inclusive, right? Because we're still on that spectrum, but it's really feeling the movement. It's feeling the body in motion. It is giving people the agency to express themselves in time and space. And I feel like it's especially important for them people who have been told to either just be mindful of how much space they take up, right? And how they share and express their sensuality. And through them reclaiming that in a very safe space, I find it to be very healing. So that's what my business is in a nutshell. Awesome. And you also, you say you do uh, tarot card reading? Yes, I do tarot reading. I've been doing tarot full time for about a year and a half now. I'm with a few companies. So yeah. What's some of the wildest discoveries you've made? 
through tarot? Yeah. That therapy is important. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 sums it up. <laughs> that therapy is important. That these cards are wonderful. They're medicine. They're to help guide you. However, I do realize people have, you know, become very dependent on that. And that there's also like another parasitic side, right, to this healing art, spiritual businesses, right, in which some people are taken advantage of because of their weaknesses. So one thing I do like to let my clients know is that readers have therapists too, boo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so while I give you this information, I hope you do follow up with a mental health practitioner. Yeah, because when people come do, are they like they're like looking for like tell me like you know they're looking for do you find that people are looking for something very specific or are they kind of open to the reading as, as a whole it really depends right because the people that know I read they come at me totally different than people that I read for through other businesses right mm -hmm. and oftentimes I feel like it's through the other businesses that like a lot of weird stuff happens, right? They don't really know who I am. They don't know how I roll. They, you know, they might not necessarily respect the interaction they speak. They think of it as very transactionary, like give me all the answers right mm -hmm. now, you know? And if I were to do a reading with somebody, right, that has came to me organically, we can really like touch down with each other that I feel yeah. like in a more meaningful way. Yeah, no, I understand. Wow. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. All right. So tell the people where they can find you. Well, actually, before we do that, at the, we've come to the end <laughs> and, um, tell, I always ask what is one piece of advice you have for a young queer person who may be going through a similar journey as you, or, you know, be grappling with their own process. You are a gift through the universe. However you show up, how you give to other people, what sets your soul on fire, that's your truth and it is to be cultivated. Worry less about being a human, doing, trying to impress other people, trying to hide and snuff out your light for the sake of other people. Focus on your inner being and just being true to yourself. Because at the end of the day, this life here is temporary. So focus on your inner being. Yeah, that's good, man. All right, well, tell the people where they can find you uh, on all your socials, your, uh, your business, let them know. Um, right now you can find me on Instagram, um, Pink Mercury with an X. Um, that is my healing arts business and that's where I post majority of like my work and you know my upcoming events and stuff I do have an online sensual lab in which it's more of a guided practice awesome so that's P-X-N-K mm -hmm. pink mercury with an x not an i got you okay good all right well this has been another episode of the queerly black show I'm your host Ashley I'll catch y'all on the next one